Welcome back to the In the Dugout podcast. My name is Jason Ward, a.k.a. Red Sox Dugout, and I'm alongside Alex Jefferson and Garrett Jacobsmeyer. What's up? Hello. J.D. Martinez stands for staying in Boston Martinez. I would concur with that. J.D. Martinez. How long did it take you to think of that? That's actually kind of good. I like that. Is it, though? Staying. Well, the I. What's his middle name? Ingram? Okay, Garrett. No, Garrett, he meant the J.D. stands for staying in Boston. Oh, wait, never mind. J.D. or D. doesn't work with that at all. Never mind. Okay. Um, (laughs) Continue. My point was, J.D. Martinez decided to opt into his contract, (laughs) so he will be staying in Boston next year. Um, I don't want to say I called it, but I kind of called it last podcast. Super hype. Mm -hmm. Like, super hype. It blew my mind. It's awesome, because if he opts in at this point, I don't think there's any reason why he would not opt in again next year, because he has another option next year. Because... His value is only going to go down as he gets older and injury risks become more of a problem and maybe he has a bad year. And he gets paid more. Yeah, so if he is not opting out now, I don't think he's going to opt out at all. So I think Jaden Martinez is staying with the Red Sox for the rest of his five years. Well, not three whatever years. it was, three years. Till left, 2022, yeah. which that's pretty solid, to be honest. Like, It's great. Yeah. I Like I said before, I think J.D. Martinez staying with the Red Sox is crucial for young players like Rafael Devers, Xander Bogarts, all these guys, they need a guy like J.D. Martinez who can act as a hitting coach, a veteran leader. He's just a great fit for this team, and that's why we originally signed him, is because he's a great fit for Boston, and he loves playing in Boston. If we suck again, would you be so confident with him resigning? Yes, because um, he's getting paid $6 million more to come back again next year, and I don't know if anybody's going to want to pay him for his age that much money. That's actually a decent question, though. Like, what if we tank and we're in like fourth place? What if we just get the same the same record, like the same under? We get the thing? same record. I mean, no, he'll stay. He'll well, I guess stay. the expectations aren't that if high. We're, so if would it we be go, the same feeling? If we go below five hundred, he might leave. I could see him potentially leaving, because his big reason for staying in Boston is he wants to be in the consistent competitive atmosphere of Boston yep. and the whole winning mentality and everything like that. Um, <laughs> The evil sea urchin Scott Boras said that today in a press conference. <laughs> that that guy, <laughs> I mean, the stuff that this guy says, he like what he thinks. His opinions on baseball change every year based on who his free agents are that year. It's ridiculous. The stuff I still remember him saying some crazy thing about how the free agent market's like a volcano, and I don't know. Dude, people people trying to make money off of their takes are always like that. Yeah, but that's the, why, um, the whole culture around name? baseball talk show I think sucks. he's just like a... That's what we're not doing here what's his at name? the In the Dugout uh, podcast. This is true, that, that's real like, opinions. That's Skip Bayless is a great example of that. Yeah, exactly. There Skip was an entire Bayless show of Skip and Shannon, Shannon just arguing all the time. One of them loves the Cowboys, the most popular team. One of them hates the Cowboys, the most popular team. And then they just argue the entire time. Man, sports reporting sucks, doesn't it? <laughs> I don't know how to respond to that as we're doing a sports podcast. Yeah, but but this is the real conversation because we take listener questions and we care about what you think. I care about the issues that matter to you and your family, Jason. Yeah, Moore. we don't do this for ratings. We don't get ratings. <laughs> That's a good point. That's if we were doing this for money, if we were doing this for money, man, I'm the dumbest person ever if we were doing this for money. Anyways, uh, yeah, J.D. Martinez is staying. Um, likes Boston. Yeah, so what does this mean for Mookie Betts? That's the biggest question here. The second that J.D. Martinez, well, right after J.D. Martinez opted in, I immediately started thinking, what does this mean for the Red Sox now? 
And I think the biggest thing it means is it's another huge $23 million contract they're going to have next year. And I said before they won't be able to have both Mookie Betts' contract and Jeannie Martinez' contract. But for some reason, when he opted in, I didn't think they were going to trade Mookie Betts. I still just didn't think they were going to trade Mookie Betts. And John Heyman had a report a couple days ago that many MLB execs are skeptical that the Red Sox will actually trade Mookie Betts um, because he's like a rental because he'll be a free agent after the year. So teams aren't going to want to give up all the stuff the Red Sox would be asking for the MVP, MVP player. So I don't, I honestly don't think the Red Sox are going to trade Mookie Betts this offseason. I just don't think they'll be able to get back what they want to get back. I think it's more likely they'll trade someone like Nathan Avaldi or David Price to clear contract space. Yeah. I don't think anybody's going to take Price's contract, but people might take Avaldi. Well, I guess you're the Red Sox goal right now, now that JD was opted in, um, you got to be good for Mookie Betts to resign. I think that's probably the most logical reason. Because if you if you can't trade him, if you can't get something back, you don't want to lose him for nothing. So you go into all-in, get make this guy resign next season. Um, a good way of doing that is to be good. To be good, you keep Mookie Betts. I think those are pretty yeah. much hand in hand. Um, so if they want to be good, that's probably the best way to keep them there, or at least the old, that's the most controllable way to keep them there. Because we can't control what LA is going to pay Mookie Betts, um, right. but we can control how we perform and what our offer to him on the table is. Our right. offer can be great sports city. We're going to win championships. He loves Boston. Come here. Well, yeah, exactly. I don't know if it's the same way, but I know in the NBA, the team that you're leaving ha- can offer you the most money. Like, I don't know if that's the same in baseball. So, like, I don't know if we can offer him the biggest contract in theory. Like, If we offer him a max deal, I don't know if there is a max deal. but No, there's not. There's no. not. So okay. it's basically just who so has the, just pay him the all ability. Of our money. Pretty much. Well, you, you said the biggest thing there is we need to get some kind of value for him. Like, If he goes to free agency... And signs with another team, and we didn't trade him. We get absolutely no value from him at all because we don't have him playing for us, and we don't have any uh, trade returns from him. And that's why I think the best option. Well, I don't think they may do it. I think the best option is for the Red Sox to trade Mookie Betts because then you're guaranteed to at least get some solid value back for him and have stuff for years to come if he does leave in free agency. And plus, you can try to do what you did with John Lester, except do it right, as and you trade him to another team becomes a free agent and then you sign him back that's ultimately the best case scenario because then you get prospects and whatever back for him and then you still get him i don't know how that would work i i feel like when you trade mookie Betts, you're trading him plus the idea of him coming back i really don't see this high caliber guy coming back to a city that just traded him i really i I don't see that yeah Um, i feel like when you when you give up mookie Betts, you're giving up that hope if you keep him and you try and play to win, and you, you're like, this is our best deal. Come back, please. We're, we're trying to win here. That's probably your best chance. That's our pretty much our only hope. So let's say we do trade Mookie Betts. What are we getting in return for him? Well, like, that's the thing, though. So like, Because is that hope more valuable than the few people you're going to get? Because, you know, that's not... We're not supposed to get that much, apparently, according to this new thing. Well, so... This new report. What I would think... What I would personally want would be a young corner outfielder who can replace JBJ's glove and, to a certain extent, hit better than JBJ. And I'd want some bullpen prospects and maybe maybe another outfield prospect. Like that would be like what I would be sold on. 
just because I mean those are the holes of the team. Like JBJ's gonna leave eventually. Like they're not gonna re-sign him. He's way too expensive, and he's just not good. Well, Ken Rosenthal said he's almost certain the Sox will trade him this offseason. Yeah. So we trade him. We have Benny and JD and Mookie in our outfield, which is good for the time being. But I mean, if we have to trade Mookie in order to get value out of him, we might as well trade for another outfield piece because Benny can play center field. He's athletic. He's fast. He's got that. He can do it. Um, if and JD can always play right field. Like he may be kind of slow and a little bit chonky, but he can do it. And he plays better. He hits better when he plays in the field. So if we have, if we have to trade Mookie Betts, I'm, we're gonna trade JBJ. Like I want another corner outfielder back that can deal with the monster, who's also kind of young that can develop and grow into a better player. So the way I see it, there's a three-player or a three-aspect deal that they need to get. They need to get a decent starting pitcher who can slide in the fourth slot or fifth slot in the rotation, maybe cheat towards third in the rotation um, if they're lucky. And then they need a outfield replacement who is a solid major league player. He's not anything like spectacular, but he can go out there every single day and give you quality at-bats and play the field. And then some sort of prospect or combination of prospects. Because while you still need those two major league ready players, you still want to get some kind of prospects back because our farm system is just so bad. And typically, when you're trading players like Mookie Betts, you want to get some kind of future return too. Yeah. I mean, so that's like, that's building for the now and for the future, which is like completely optimal. I'm not sure that um, every team is going to want to give up their present and future just for Mookie Betts. I mean, especially for one year. Yeah, especially on a one year deal. Um, they might be willing to give up one or the other. So it's probably going to have to come down to us picking either that starting pitcher like you mentioned and that outfielder or the prospects. And I don't really see either as a valid option. I think just keeping Mookie would be smarter, to be honest. Well, it's a one-year deal plus that I guess teams would think that they can probably try and re-sign him. That has to be the key factor is if a team fully believes that they have a really, really good shot at being able to re-sign him. We... We kind of want to fleece the a team like the Dodgers, like how the Orioles fleeced the Dodgers when they traded the Machado and then he left them. Like, they got a lot of prospects back for that. And I think like, that's Machado's true. a different player, though. No, but Betts I mean, is better. Betts is better. So, like, we could get yeah. better prospects. And, like, and then yeah. the thing with that, too, is Machado was traded midseason. Yeah. Mookie Betts, you're getting a full season of him. So That's that's the key. If I think he's got to go this offseason. Yeah, if you're going to trade him, it has to be in the offseason. It can't be at the trade deadline. Yeah, I, I hate to repeat the same thing, but it's that that hope idea that you would want to re-sign the guy. Yeah. That's either going away from the Red Sox and going to another team, or it's out in limbo if you just let him go to free agency. Well, I mean, so. you look at um, the GMs of teams aren't stupid. They know what happened to the Dodgers. Heim Bloom is very smart. They I just s- want to say that. <laughs> they saw what happened to the Dodgers. <laughs> Sorry. They saw what happened to the Dodgers when they traded for Machado. Like they're not gonna just give up their top prospects just for a rental, especially if it's a team that's building for the future. Well, I don't know if it's a team like Milwaukee or Atlanta who needs that one player that can push them over the edge. Yeah. I could see them giving up more. Yeah, I, I yeah I agree with you. I just I, I'm not sure that like I mean how much like do you really think Mookie's gonna want to stay in either of those places like. I can't picture Mookie Betts in any anywhere besides Boston, and like, he just he doesn't seem like he would fit well anywhere else. 
I mean, obviously he's good. That's very, another very good. aspect of it too that the Red Sox have to keep in mind. He's the face of their franchise. Like when you're talking the representatives of each team in the major leagues, you think of no one Nats. really jumps to like GD Martinez or Rafael Devers. Bogarts could be getting in there soon, but it's Mookie Betts. When you think it Red is. Sox, you think Mookie Betts. When you think Yankees, you think Aaron Judge. Yeah, that's another thing too. I, I think with sports, a lot of times we ignore this part, but we're trying to sell tickets. Yeah, Fenway Park's got to be full. You know, if they want the owners happy, if so. they want a lower payroll, they got to be selling Mookie Betts jerseys and getting people in the stands to watch Mookie Betts play. Yeah, exactly. I don't know how much that affects it, but it's money. To be honest, like tickets are kind of they're the, raising prices. No, but like that's because they know it's an inelastic good. They know people are gonna pay money to go watch the play. That was the smartest thing you've ever said. Thanks. No um, problem. <laughs> I don't know if that's an to take that as an insult, or not, but. Uh, <laughs> Um, if we can like, especially like because Mookie is so good, people are gonna pay more money if they knew if they know Mookie Betts is playing. Because let's yeah. be real, Mookie Betts, how many wins? Like, how what was his WAR like last year and the year before? Like, probably somewhere in the WAR is 10th. a useless stat, but it's actually WAR. Okay. Um. All right. Continue. And like probably somewhere above ten or somewhere close to ten. I mean, if we lose ten more games next year, we're we're pretty bad. Like true. <laughs> <laughs> like people aren't gonna necessarily pay as much money to go see a bad team play. Like you, it's you, the Red Sox though. They're gonna. I come know, see us but play. I don't know. The Bruins. I don't know. The Bruins really be in the playoffs. Red Sox like, haven't. The Rays were in a playoff push and they had like seventeen people there. Yeah, the Red but, Sox were in third place and out of the playoffs and they still had like thirty four thousand. Boston's Boston's different. I agree with you at that point. That's they true. usually yeah. are. There's always a bright side of the tunnel i was gonna say a bright side of the rainbow makes no sense um we we have good teams we're used to it i I just hope the red sox are good next year um but going back to i'm sorry if i'm cutting you off but i'm angry because i've been thinking about this this whole time going back to why sports reporters suck okay they threw this line They're, they're fishing when you go fishing Sometimes when you're moving your spot, man, we sucked here in this fishing spot. So I'm just going to toss in my line. And I'm going to let my dad motorboat the away, I mean, trolling or whatever they call it. I'm not a big fisherman. I catch bass once in a while at my lake down the street. Anyway, this reporter tosses in his line. Famous reporter, what's his name? Give it to me. Dan Shaughnessy. Dan Shaughnessy. Bam. Boston Globe. Front page of the sports section. Mookie Betts is good, but a tad overrated was how he says it. Tossing in his line. Boston reporters are especially this way. And I... I consume my media mostly, like, I don't read a lot of Bruins. My two favorite Boston teams, Red Sox, Bruins, by far. I love the Red Sox. I read everything the Red Sox. That's why this makes me so infuriated. Patriots are the exact same way, and I know it because I see it. Yeah. Reporters stink here in Boston. They do this on purpose. I guess it's a whole league-wide thing, but they do it on purpose to make us mad. This guy is a stud. Don't, just because he's leaving lower everyone's expectations just because he's leaving make people think that he's gonna oh he's not that good oh i don't feel so bad that one of these generational talents left do you know who owns the boston globe yeah john henry. john henry would, would you call him a clown no <laughs> no but no. you're right though you're right though like it's throwing out a line on purpose no, when i'm it's it's pathetic yeah it's rating hoping it's trying to get that tiny little fish okay maybe you can use it for bait later you're not catching crap when you're just letting your dad motorboat away. Mookie Betts. You're right, though. Like, if you listen to Felger and Maz, they're the same kind of way. Like, the ridiculous oh, sure. statements that they have that are just so wrong. Like, the Patriots, before they lost to the Ravens, they were undefeated and they were playing great. 
And they were talking about this team like they had one win. They're like, I don't know. I don't think they can. It's ridiculous. Because it makes people mad. And every time someone calls in, it's, oh, I'm not even going to take that idea. You're dumb. Get out of yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Which I understand. That's your personality. Jason's That's who personally you are. offended because he does that and gets shut <laughs> no. down by these sports reporters. But it, no. it's it's quality like, conversation when, does not exist in sports. This Mookie Betts specifically is a good player. Stop it. He won a silver slugger with a very much down He year. hits big dongs with little bats. <laughs> Saying that an MVP and the face of the franchise is overrated just isn't right. It's like Mookie true. Betts. Listen, We're listen, talking listen. about Mookie Betts. I guess in theory, if you want to look at it, he can be legitimately overrated. I, I guess. I don't agree with that. Sure. The reason you publish that as a headline, the reason that is the the very specific wording of that headline is to make people mad, is to make people talking, and God, it's it to works. to make people click on it and make people talk about it. And it's to make people like us complain about it. It's Which, not actual reporting. There's no actual value well, in that I mean, article there, there is don't value do in the research. article, but it's, no, it's there's no they research did it on purpose. It. No, he's a, he's a good writer. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> that's, that's what they do, and it, it makes me mad because he's not... A tad overrated. I mean, he looks like a nutcracker. <laughs> Who, Dan Shaughnessy? Dan Shaughnessy. Um, like chill with, with the, the ad hominem here. Uh, we focus solely on arguments and we don't attack characters. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You absolute loser of a man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, that's all I wanted to say. I get mad about very specific things. Another one's the Bruins. This is the Red Sox podcast, I understand. Let's just entertain the crazy, like, Felger and Maz type story real quick. The Boston Globe is owned by John Henry, and that article was published by the Boston Globe. Do you think that the Red Sox are trying to get Red Sox fans to think less of Mookie Betts so that they can justify trading him or getting rid of him? I don't know if it's that much of a conspiracy. I don't know if I'm going to say, like, there was a higher up that said like, oh, maybe you should do this. But I definitely think when you're working for someone, you want to be in their favor. So you're not going to publish stuff. I mean, you are obviously, but you're going to keep it within the lines. Like this is a very big deal. Mookie Betts is a very big deal for money. This is a very big deal for success. You're going to keep the stuff that you disagree with, you know, b- between the lines. You're going to, you're going to be almost careful about that stuff. Mm-hmm. But you almost follow where the team is going, especially in a case where the owner owns both. Um, it's almost, and if any of you guys know this, it's almost the way Shakespeare wrote his plays. Queen Elizabeth was the queen at the time. He wrote his plays and he made them nicer so he doesn't offend the queen. It's almost that exact same way. Because you don't want to offend the guy that's that's doing the making the money. You don't want to offend the guy that's paying you. What other podcast brings you Shakespeare? <laughs> it's true. He would he would whittle down his plays. I mean, you can look between the lines. You could be like, oh, maybe this this is a jab at this, that, and the other thing. But he did. He changed the way he, he wrote because of the queen. Because he would perform in the queen's court. Well, and No I, one else I, would tell you that. I think the other thing with the Red Sox is they're kind of in a, a Hamlet situation if we're going to keep going with this whole oh Shakespeare boy. thing. So, I mean... In in the play, Hamlet's always going back and forth between you know, do I act? Do I just not act? Do I, and do nothing? And every time he doesn't act, he suffers. And literally every time the Red Sox don't do something they, and they lose out on someone or something, it bites them in the butt. It did with it's going to do it with Mookie, and it has in the past. It did it. They did it with Rusne Castillo and Pablo Sandoval. Like. They are literally the Hamlet of American sports, and it pisses me off because it's just really, really annoying. I think part of it, too, with the reporting is that we're kind of entitled here. 
I mean, our football team in New England has a dynasty that literally lasted my football years. Team. Mine. Your football team. Not mine. Whatever. Not mine either. Let's <laughs> be clear about that. <laughs> um, we're kind of entitled. So when a player is saying, oh, yeah, I want to go to free agency. I don't want to resign with you. That makes a little of a few of us. Yeah. Mad. Especially bad. Especially since that's like, but like, to be fair, that's kind of the Patriot way. Like, you'd think they'd be used to it. Like, the Patriots don't that's resign true. players. That's like, true. They don't want to resign you if you're asking for too much money. But like, Red Sox fans are like, that's it. Well, it's the same thing. I'm sure there was if uh, what's his face, the tackle that went to um, d- uh, Oakland, not the tackle, Trent the Brown. offense. Trent, Trent Brown yeah. is he a tackle or yeah, he's, he's a, a tackle, tackle and he's yeah. bad. Well, if he, I'm sure there would be if he was better than he was. Trent Brown's a tad overrated when he's going out the door. It's fine to say that now because we all just want to follow along. We all just want to kind of throw at that bait. Mookie Betts is a different animal. He is. He's too good, man. He's he's not an he's not your typical okay offensive tackle who is decent. He's your Tom Brady-esque future of the league kind of player. Hits for big dongs with, with little, little bats. Sticks. That's literally what it is. But you know, that's that's all I have to say. It makes me mad. I'm not gonna lie. I don't really know what just happened. We went from talking about Shakespeare to the Patriots' offensive lineman to calling Mookie Betts a left tackle. I don't know. <laughs> no, the Shakespeare not a reference. Left the Shakespeare reference was so accurate. I, I'm. At least I do something right. Let's just go into the listener questions. All right, That's everyone. All we can do at this point. Listener questions. First question from Ryan Bougie. Is that hi, Ryan? Is that international guy good that plays infield and outfield, I think? Yeah, so everyone is obsessed with this one tiny little signing the Red Sox made. Uh, excuse me? They signed an international guy. Big deal. They signed Zue Lin's friend. And they're like, <laughs> wow, this is crazy. We signed this international super prospect. Like, he's going to be the next Otani. He's 20 years old. He's going to start in the minors. And I doubt he's going to see in the major leagues for at least three years, if at all. He could be the next Otani. I mean, yeah, he could be the he next He throws over 100 miles an hour, and he can hit two and whatever. And he's the next Zue Lin. How big are his dongs, and how big are his bats? <laughs> I don't know. All right. I literally have That's not the kind of reporting we expect a here, single Jason. second of time researching this guy. I don't even know what his name is. And that's why I rate That's your so homework. bad. That's your homework. And I don't have to do it because I'm asking the questions on answering them. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Next Fair question. Enough. Yep. From Cmart266. As in like C-Mart? Walmart? Just let the guy Target's ask better. his question. Why is Dave O'Brien still announcing? So, first of all, he is not. It's the offseason. God bless. That's a positive. That was a God good bless. Um, And I didn't realize this, but did you know that he signed a five-year contract extension like last year? I did not, Jason. Thank you it for inviting so me. It went so under the radar. No one talked Thomas. about it. So he's just like, he's he's there for a while now. He's No. Thank you they for changed their logo, me. but they didn't change their announcer. Yeah, the logo the, the changed new, back. The new Nesson logo is stupid. I've gotten over it. I don't really care at this point. Nesson's gone so downhill, they can do whatever they want. I feel bad, though. I commented. I'm like, hey, um, he was responding to people. The, whoever their social media guy is like hey i'll be your new the social nesson media guy, guy was like going off he, on he me. was he was bumping <laughs> off i'm like hey i'll be your new social media guy and i won't make fun of fans and they're like okay i'll send you the person's email i'm like all right i asked him, like if you want me to be the new social media they guy, were so annoying about the guy, whole entire thing email. like i guess that like if you're the social media manager you have to defend it and defend your company That's but true. they were being you really be really cocky aggressive. and aggressive about it you don't need to be that aggressive i mean 
we can be i don't blame him that much i can be as cocky and aggressive as i want and no one will hold it against me next question <laughs> next question from ben jacobson 36 is that your like cousin close enough <laughs> um so is mookie overrated we talked no. about this dude don't even get me started again don't even get me restarted don't even like click the cold start button on your lawnmower don't <laughs> even do it what? um next part also next who part? are we trading in this off season yeah it was a two-parter um two question marks jbj we're definitely trading jackie bradley jr and if we don't then it's a failed off season because there's no reason we should be paying a defensive center fielder 11 million dollars a year it just Correct. doesn't make sense. So we're definitely trading him. And then we're either trading Nathan Avaldi or Mookie or somehow David Price or no one's going to take David Price. The Rangers were interested, and I could see the Rangers getting him as like a veteran guy. And they, but weren't like, the Rangers interested in our whole starting pitching rotation? Yes. Okay. And David Price is in that starting pitching rotation. Sure. So, um, Next question uh, by Bailey underscore Irish. What are your thoughts on the new general? I'm manager? Irish. I think we talked pretty much. We talked about it last episode. Yeah. And basically the consensus is we love Haim. Haim. Business is blooming, I hope. Sure is. <laughs> um, the Vooch Haim, I'm bloom. asks. The Vooch. Vooch. The Vooch is an idiot, by the way. Because the Vooch dropped 150 asked, on me in fantasy last week. He asked, who's winning our fantasy league? And then the, the idiotic part is he said, hint, me. So, As in wrong, him, not me. Wrong. Um, I'm 3-7, and seven, and I may be in last place in my division. But I am coming for that championship. If I win my next two... I may or may not jump in as that sixth seed in the playoffs. Jason I still have a chance to go 500. I'm just saying I'm, Jason I'm walks in the up playoffs, to me today, basically. And he's like, Garrett, Garrett, if I win my next two games... I can make the playoffs. I'm like, Jason, what if you don't win your next games? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Jason yesterday sent me a trade proposal for Emmanuel what? Sanders and Jordan Howard for Joe Mixon and Austin Eckler. Now, let me tell you why that's a problem. Sounds like a desperate man. It, it, it does. A little bit. I am. <laughs> Emmanuel Sanders is hurt. He's fine. Um, Joe Mixon just had his first 100-yard game of the season. I was hoping you didn't notice. <laughs> Jordan Howard splits time with Miles Sanders. You're an Eagles fan, though. Um, and Austin Eckler is average is like the fifth ranked running back. He in the is league. an Eagles fan. That's a good strategy. I always yeah. take my Patriots players and try and pawn them away on some yeah. dumb Patriots fans. Remember when I Just traded you no. straight up? No, um, don't talk about my I bad trades. You, what, did I, what was his name? I totally forget because he isn't. TJ Hawkinson. TJ Hawkinson for Dak Prescott. Wasn't it just a straight up trade? No, and I gave you Carlos Hyde too. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's still only my second worst trade this season. Okay. You inform the viewers what their what yeah. your worst one is. Um. So after week one, I traded Aaron Jones and Zach Ertz for David Johnson. It's a good trade. Big stupid. How'd that pan out for you, buddy? Uh, I'm three and seven. All so right. well. Next question, please. Make you feel better. Next question. Um, Rise Knoxville. Reese. I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Are you comfortable with workmen closing? No. Um, I'm not comfortable with anyone in a Red Sox uniform closing out a ball game except Andrew Kashner. Just kidding. No, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I don't a, think a, Brandon Workman is a closer type player. I think not. he's a great setup man. Yeah, I agree. 100%. And uh, I don't know what is going to happen with the bullpen. I don't know how they Dalton plan on fixing Furbush. this. He's not that good. <laughs> but he's better than nothing. But we need, like, this goes back to all of our podcast episodes over the past season. We need a closer. 
we just need a guy for other people to count on in the ninth inning so that they can perform in their seventh inning, eighth inning, whatever. And I don't think Brandon Workman is that lockdown closer type. Yes, he's good, but I think he's – I don't think he's going to have the season he had this year, next no, year. I think he's like – I think this was a, like probably his best year in the majors. Like, yeah. Ever. I mean, yeah. I don't think he's going to repeat the success. No. But I still think he'll be good, yeah. and I think the best way for him to be good is as a setup man for a great closer. But there are no great closers on the open market except Will Smith, but I don't think we have the money for him. Yeah. All right, next question. Justice Assad, 24, Whoa. asks, are we trading JBJ? I think we talked about this. We think so, and we'd like to see it happen. That was a long um, question. They answered it for him. For Kevin himself, underscore brunette asks. Kevin a brunette. Who starts where in the infield next season? Rafael Devers starts at shortstop. Xander Bogart starts at first base. Michael Chavis is at catcher. Christian Vasquez at third base. And Xander Bogart shifts back to shortstop when righties are up. Yeah. A catcher is an infielder? Technically, By the no. definition of... Wait. The fact that he is in the dirt. The catcher so counts yes. as the infield. No. 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 The catcher is his Maybe. Own, own thing. It doesn't count as the infield. It depends. If it's like, a, pitcher, if it's like a, a mobile baseball game on your thing. phone, probably, but in like real life, no. All right. Okay, so... Uh, to balance out what Jason's just said, all that idiotcy. What um, all that means is idiotcy is not a word. I think it is. I made it up. It no, actually to actually to actually answer the question, it's Devers at third, Bogarts at short, Chavis at second, Chavis Davis at second. second, and if they re-sign Mitch Moreland, like I think they should, him at first base. Otherwise, they'll give Bobby Dahlbeck a shirt, shot at first base. Who's the other first There's no one else. Then. There's Tristan Casas, but he's not ready. He was just in single A, I think, last year. So mm. I hope they reside uh Mitch Borland because he's a Cowboys fan. Uh is he? I know Ryan Brazier is. No, but he is. He is? Okay. Yeah. Makes um, sense. Um I Milligans asks I can't tell if it's an L or an I, to be fair. Um, how will Pedroia's season go? We didn't talk about this that much. Jason got into a flame war in the comment section of one of his posts. So let's get into it. Dustin Majoria. Um, I meant to talk about this, but then we had the whole like Shakespeare thing, so I didn't get to it. But to be or not to be. I've had a test Friday. Hey, Same. that applies to Dustin Majoria. No, to play or yourself. not to play. I realize it's about suicide. I know. Um, just okay, go with mind. it. It's a transition. Just Dustin Majoria. So a report I came out. Yeah. A report came out that Heim Bloom <laughs> thinks that. <laughs> All indications are pointing to Dustin Majora playing in 2020 and feeling good and being healthy to play. And then I posted um, a discussion post. If Dustin Majora is healthy, would he be your starting second baseman? We asked this question on the podcast last week. And the comments just kind of like blew up with a bunch of like old fans since 1979 saying. That was one guy and he was a little obnoxious. But we love all of our followers and our fans. Our followers. We love. Yeah, but I'm the nice guy, and you're a jerk, all right? There is a very mixed feeling about Dustin Majoria I, among Red Sox fans. For for whatever reason, there are a lot of Red Sox fans that are saying, like, just retire already or get out of here. Stop wasting our money. Um, and then there's fans who are somewhat intelligent that are saying, let him play. Everything he's done for the Red Sox Dustin Majora is everything you want in a baseball player. He'll put his body on the line. He'll be diving out to make plays. He'll be diving forward to hit unhittable pitches to score a run. He puts himself... He's the definition of a Red Sox. He's the definition of a baseball player, too. He's a gamer. 
<laughs> he is a he is a gamer. Jesse wouldn't you let heard me start the podcast first. with uh, "Good Morning Gamers," but whatever. <laughs> Dustin Madroya puts his team before himself. He will do anything to get the win, and he played through so many injuries. He sucked up all that pain just so he can be out there on the field to help his team, and we owe it to him to at least give him one more game to retire the right way. Because it's just not right for a player like Dustin Majoria to not be able to play again and have to retire injured. He deserves to play at least one more game to be sent off properly by Red Sox Nation and and to do it playing. If he can't play, I mean, we can do something like what the Mets did with David Wright. Just put him out there on the field so he can retire. Yeah. And if he's healthy enough, let him play. He's still, if he's healthy, a great player. I mean, none of us know how great his rehab went. We're all just guessing. There's no way that his knee works like a knee is supposed to work. Yeah, but... And if he's healthy... What his knee is supposed to do is play a whole season. He doesn't have to do that. So, right. If, if he's healthy, I mean, and we have him in the majors, like he should be. And he's not just, like, he's not just going to chill on our bench. He could teach our young, bad infield how to field a little bit better. And he could also be another hitting coach, like JD. I mean... He doesn't necessarily teach launch angle and power stuff like that, but he knows how to read pitches and see the zone and tell what's going to be a strike and a ball. His yeah. best asset to him as a hitter is his patience, and if he can teach guys like Devers that, that's huge for the team as a, as a whole. Well, I mean, you saw it last year when he's in the dugout. He helps the team. Raphael Devers was on that, I forget what it was, like 0 for 16 streak maybe. He just couldn't hit the ball. And then they showed a clip of Dustin Majoria talking to Devers in the dugout and telling him something and like teaching him something. And then Raphael Devers goes up next at bat and hits a homer. Dustin Majoria's value to this team goes beyond just on the field. And it's kind of like J.D. Martinez, but even more. Like, Dustin Majoria has a great baseball mind and is a great veteran leader. And whether he's in the dugout or on the field, he's going to be helping the team. And when he is on the field, he is still a great player. He's one of the best defensive second basemen in the league maybe of all time. I don't know if I want to say that because Red Sox fans are going to get upset mm. or non-Red Sox fans. Mm. I think he is. But and then at the plate, he's a consistent hitter who makes contact, gets on base. He if he he's not the dust majority that he was when he won MVP and all that kind of stuff, but he is still a solid major leaguer and he's a Red Sox. He's a Red Sox for life. I mean, he's a Red Sox legend. This guy has won He's won us two World Series. He's been part of two World Series championships. He was on he was like on the team technically for a third. He has been there through the ups and the downs. I mean, he was there in 2012 and then he was there again in 2013. Like he's the only like lasting like Red Sox player from like the David Ortiz time, like yeah. with the David Ortiz, Manny Ramirez, those players. Yeah. He's the only one left. Yeah. And I mean and I'm sure what he learned from those guys is invaluable and if he can pass that on to the next generation of Red Sox players that's huge he's not even like that old no he's like 34 this is he's my, like 35 I, I think this is my I have an idea or 36 he's 36 I have an idea yeah if he's not healthy he should be the guy that hits the barrel in the dugout <laughs> <laughs> what? that's what he should what? do Alex 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 listen to me when when they get the uh when they get the when the camera flashes from center field when you see that purple light not the green light, the purple light, and they know that an inside fastball is coming, Pedroy is the guy who does the whack, whack, whack to let the batter know. That's what he should do. Now, mind you, I don't know the specifics of what the Astros did exactly, 
but I would do the light thing, and I've had Pedroia with like little special glasses that can see that light, just bam, banging the banging the barrel. He doesn't have to move. He doesn't have to hurt his knee. Just <laughs> hit be, the barrel. He could be sitting. He could be sitting because down. you know he's gonna make contact with that barrel. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Big dongs with little bats. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Can you make that your Instagram bio? <laughs> Absolutely, I can. <laughs> and um, just real quick for anyone who didn't get that, the Astros were accused of stealing signs in the 2017 ALCS. Um, this is something that pretty much every baseball team in the league does, but the Astros just happened to get caught, and for they some reason... They were using a camera, weren't they? Yeah, but everyone steals signs. They didn't know about the camera. Yeah, but like... That's like Arizona Cardinals pumping in stadium sound kind of thing. Like, yeah, that's like, kind of eh, wimpy. Who cares? No, that's, that's the Seahawks, but... And then all these annoying Yankees fans are like, oh, no, strip that, blah, blah, give Aaron Judge the MVP, redo it, give the Yankees. Like, just, you would have lost just, that series either way. The hey, Astros were the better fans, team. And just, if the Astros really were cheating throughout the playoffs, Red Sox would have beat them. Red Sox would have beat the Yankees because that's what happens. And then, boom, Red Sox are in the World Series with the Dodgers, and boom, fan, they win again. So, yeah, let's get back go, to the questions. quick with these. Yes, let's do rapid-fire rapid mode where we answer with... With uh, what do we want to do? Like two words? two words? Two words. Two words. Two okay. words, and we'll switch off. There's one question here you that can I can't answer with two words, but I'll let you know when, and you're gonna know which one it is. Anyway, all right. Keep going. Uh, Doctor Dot Filbert asked, "Do a top 25 free agent prediction for this offseason." Okay, so this takes more than two words. We are gonna be doing that. I'm gonna be posting it later. So, <laughs> Patrick J Kane 11 asks, "Who do you think will be promoted to MLB umpire crew chief in the 2020 season?" I don't know. That's an awesome <laughs> question. We know, know. <laughs> we, we, know we know a guy and we will get back to you. Yeah, we got him. We, we got you. Don't worry. We'll get back to that. He, he went to Duke, Awesome by the way. question. Thank you. Um, Chase underscore Walling 84 asks, think the Astros cheated. Um, heard another source that say they might have proof of cheating in 2019. Um, it doesn't really matter. Who cares? <laughs> you really, you're not offended at all? No. I mean... The Red Sox were accused of stealing signs. The Yankees have video evidence that they've stole signs. Everyone's stealing signs. Well, there's like, a difference between stealing signs. They use a camera. That's a totally Yeah, but what are they going to do? Are they going to go back and replay the series? Like, what can you do no, about it at this point? No, but they hit barrels. It's a huge advantage. What can you do about it at this point? There's nothing to take people away. I don't know. Punish them. The freaking... Another thing. Anyone who doesn't know, no one knows this. You two probably don't even know this. I'm a Syracuse basketball fan. I yeah, hate I the NBA. That. I like Syracuse basketball. They took like 200 wins away from Bayheim. Some of the stuff I guess he could have controlled. It's the NCAA. Some of the stuff they could have controlled. Some of the stuff. This is relevant. Shut your eyes. <laughs> some of the stuff they couldn't control. Some of the stuff was as simple as eating brownies from this old woman that they did help moving for. The players. They took away wins from him. I'm super offended. I'm sure he's offended. There's stuff you can do to punish people. There's prospects you can take away. There's money you can cap. There's stuff you can do. I don't know if I'm totally sold on the thing that they have to. I mean, it is an advantage that you use cameras. I mean. Then SeatGeek is the place for you. SeatGeek is the best ticket provider out there for all sports, concerts, shows, and more. They make buying tickets easy by grading every ticket price, so you know you're getting the best deal. And they provide a view from your seat, so you can pick the perfect seats to any event and help teams steal signs. Plus, you can get $20 off your first purchase with SeatGeek by using the promo code DUGOUT. That's D-U-G-O-U-T, also known as the place where the Astros bang barrels to steal signs. This was not unrelated. They could take away... They can do stuff. Taking away wins was BS, is my point. They can't take away World Series victories. They can't, but there is stuff they can do. 
No, they also they didn't just take away wins. They also limited the amount of people, the amount of scholarships they can give. So I don't think Jose Altuve is looking for a scholarship. I mean, you never know. <laughs> a lot of these guys don't have uh, don't have degrees. Although baseball players might. I think they'll be all right. Sports. Yeah, I think. Yeah, fine. I think they'll be okay. All right, next question. This is supposed to be rapid fire. Yeah, let's actually make it rapid fire now. Go. Rapid fire. Let's go. Rose Lachance asks, "When when will spring arrive in New England? Usually long after everywhere else." I I'm not the guy to ask. Not That's, soon. <laughs> yeah, no, not I soon. I love the question. <laughs> April. Your, name, your name's Rose. April, if we knew, man. Rose um, is a flower. Trust me. If we knew a meteorologist, I'd be on the phone with them right now to ask them that question. But we do not. If Actually, you can look us up with a guy. Guys, rapid fire. Next question. Yeah, sorry. S'more uh, <laughs> twenty. Uh, mock trade for JBJ. Pennies on the dollar. Anything you want to give us? <laughs> Sick. S'more <laughs> twenty asks, which free agents should we sign? Maybe Rich Hill, Eric Sogard. Daniel Hudson. Whoa, whoa. What? What'd they say? What'd they suggest? <laughs> Rich Hill or Eric Sogard. Forty-year-old Rich Hill or nerd power Eric Sogard? <laughs> yeah. So no thanks. I mean, I could see Rich Hill coming back to the Red Sox as like a Red Sox reunion thing, but I mean. I still think even when he's 40, he's still going to be asking for more money than the Red Sox can afford. And Eric Sogard, he's good. He's cool. But, like, Michael Chavis exists. Dustin Majora exists. There's just no place for him. And even as a platoon guy, I just don't think there's a place for him, especially with Marco Hernandez. We, that was a lot more than two words, but whatever. Can we get the Uber driver from the Twins? I don't like him. <laughs> Varan555 asks, Tom Brady retiring or leaving next year? Listen to me, I theory. Is this the question that you were talking about before that would take more than two words and we'll know when we get to it? Answer that question for yourself. I believe the he, answer to that is yes. He is absolutely leaving. He has nothing yet to gain in New England. He, The first time he restructured Listen. his contact, contract to end, his contract, he's going to be a free agent. How crazy is that to think? Okay? He's not He's not retiring. He has more money to make. His acute muscle pliability is insane. I see. I Yeah, I see ads for it on YouTube and it's ingrained in my brain. He's going to the San Diego Chargers. Scratch that. He's going to the L.A. Chargers, and here's why. You don't even know what city they play in. Because <laughs> L.A. has lots of people. We know that. The traffic sucks. Lots of people. Lots of YouTube channels, too. He can make so much gosh darn money there. Who wants to be in New England when you're 50? Not Tom Brady. Tom Brady doesn't care. Tom Brady can go live in his house over in L.A., play for one year, get the Chargers fans. They do not have fans. They will pay up. As much as they want. They don't have fans. They need fans. Who would bring fans? The greatest quarterback of all time. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Next question. So hold on. Hold on. Ryan hold, on hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I'm not going to spend too much time on this because I already did this whole thing with you. But no, first of all. <laughs> um, and I'll give you three reasons why that isn't going to happen. One, if the Patriots let him... Like, if they're not willing to pay him enough money and let him go to another team... They did let him, hey, they hey, let him hey, become a free hey, agent. Hey, that's, a, hey, that's the first hey, step. Hey, hey, If they don't pay him and let him go to another team, then that hurts their franchise immensely because now they can't sell his jerseys as much for years to come. And of course they can. They he the won't be known as a Patriots... No, and he won't be known as a Patriot for life. Second thing, this is the biggest thing here. Okay. It, listen, listen. Left. He's one of the greatest running backs it's ever. A different he went to kind Arizona. Of thing. It's a different kind of thing. He's not leading the team. Tom Brady is the only. Tom Brady and Bill Belichick are the only reasons why the Patriots won all those Super Bowls. Okay, second thing. If Tom Brady goes to the Chargers and does really, really bad, then his whole career is going to be tarnished by the fact 
or the idea that he was only good because of Belichick. No, he not. can't he's risk 40 that. Forty something. Everyone. It's amazing. Still, that people he's still are gonna say that. People are gonna say that. Felger and Maz are gonna say that. All dumb these guys are gonna say stuff. that. And he no, he's they're not gonna say by that. Dumb people. He's too. And smart the opposite. For that. If Tom Brady does really, really well, and then Bill Belichick and the Patriots do terrible, it's gonna tarnish Bill Belichick. I hope. I hope. And the Patriots franchise. Listen to me. This is not. This is legitimately what I believe will happen. It's not like I'm just trying to throw it a bone or something like the thing I was complaining about. I legitimately think that this makes sense. The pieces line up in my head. Look, if th- on paper this makes sense, but if you think about it, it doesn't make sense. And this is the third thing. He's Tom Brady. All the stuff he's done for New England and this franchise and this fan base and the six Super Bowls he's gotten them, he can't just leave all of that in his last year like that. It hurts his reputation. It almost destroys his fan base because all the fans are going to look at him as a traitor and look at him as not loyal to his team or his New England. And even if he's doing it just for money and like he just wants to get his money after a whole con- whole career of getting paid less than he's actually worth, regardless of that, fans are still going to look at look at it as he's not being loyal to his team. And everything that he did for them has slightly less meaning. I don't think so. We let Vince World. I say we. We let uh, you guys yeah, let Vince you can Wilfork name go. Any single player, but it's not. You can't compare him to Tom Brady. Vince Wilfork. You cannot compare him to Tom Brady leaving the Patriots. The burden if when Tom Brady leaves, and signs his two year, it's not going to be one. You don't sign a one year deal. Two year or three year deal in L. A. The burden is not going to fall on Tom Brady. It is going to fall on the team. For not paying up. The burden of fans like you guys and fans like everyone else I know hey, is not... Not you guys like Whatever. Him. It's not going to fall... The anger is not going to be directed towards Tom Brady. The anger is going to be directed towards Robert Kraft. And that's more of a reason for them to pay think, him. Think about the whole all the stories that came out when Jimmy Garoppolo left. The whole thing of Tom Brady whining, 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 whining and leaving. No, in, in making Jimmy Garoppolo he's, leave. He's going to retire, but he's not No gonna one go to cares team. about that because all of the burden falls on the owner. It's all Robert Kraft. And that's another reason why they can't let him His go. Repute, he's untouchable to, to people. To people around him, he's untouchable. And almost he probably should be, but he's untouchable his reputation. That's pretty much all I have to say. So. The only thing I can kind of relate this to, and again, it's not the same thing, different sports, whatever, is if David Ortiz in the last year before he retires, goes to Minnesota Twins or something. He goes to another team and plays for them. In when? football, this is a common thing. When is it? When is the GOAT literally leave his Brett team? Brett Favre left. Emmett Smith Brett left. Brett Favre is not the GOAT. Randy Emmett Smith Moss is not the GOAT. Brett Favre, Emmett Smith, they did not single-handedly bring a dynasty, more we're, championships. We're talking about reputation here, and, and, and at the time, Brett Favre and Emmitt Smith were up there for some huge They're still bases. not comparable to what Tom Brady did for New England. No one is. He changed this franchise. He changed the sport. And he created a dynasty. I one of the best dynasties in all of sports. I just don't think it makes... I think he's a smart guy, and he just he's going to go get his money. All right. Um, next thing, Ryan yep. Sutherland's just trying to make me mad. He Let's says, actually try the rapid fire thing for real this time. Ryan Sutherland bets to the Yankees. No. What? Thanks. No. No what is two words. Uh, Mr. Clancy, 17. If they don't trade Mookie, who goes? JBJ. Avaldi. Perfect. Good job, guys. That was all the questions. That was all the questions? That took forever. That did take a long time. Great. There you have it. Uh, listener questions. Thanks for submitting those. Um, yeah. Thank you, guys. That was fun. So... 
It is November 13th, and obviously the Red Sox are not paying, playing baseball, um, which isn't fun. But I have a fun new segment that could go either really well or really poorly. Complain about the Bruins? No, <laughs> we already have that segment. <laughs> That's true. Um, This segment is called Call to the Bullpen. Ring, ring. <laughs> Do you have a cool audio thing to put in there? Um, I was looking for one, but I didn't find one, so. Wait. So what is call okay, to the bullpen, on. Jason? Can you explain the rules, regulations, and complaints? Um, I have none of those yet. I'm sorry. I have none of those yet. Um, <laughs> basically, okay. So the biggest question facing the Red Sox right now, and really the only thing to actually talk about with the Red Sox, is what's going to happen with Mookie Betts. So let's let's. <laughs> oh, you're calling someone. Let's call the bullpen and, and see what they think. Who's the bullpen? Thank you for calling Papa John's. How can I help you? Yeah, I just have a question. Um, do you think that Mookie Betts will be traded by the Red Sox? Um, I don't know. If you just had to give like a yes or a no. Uh, um, yes. All right, thank you very much. There you have it. Wow, I loved that. That was really good. I loved that so much. Papa John says Mookie Betts is going to get traded, so there you have it. All right. Shall we, <laughs> shall we get a second opinion? <laughs> Shout out Papa I John's. We, I think we should. Um. Shout out Papa John's. Let's get another opinion here. Yeah, uh, do you think that the Red Sox are going to trade Mookie Betts this offseason? I'm sorry, you did what? Do you, <laughs> sorry, do you think that the Red Sox are going to trade Mookie Betts to another team this offseason? I have no idea, sir. Well, that was a call to the bullpen. Thank you to Papa John's. <laughs> Thank you to Papa John's for your answer. Um, we got one more call here. Hello? Do you think that the Red Sox are going to trade Mookie Betts this offseason? Uh, good question. You know, it's so good. I honestly don't even know. So I'm just going to say yes. That's the same answer Papa John's had. <laughs> <laughs> You're just as good as Papa John's. God damn it. All right. You know what? Double yes. <laughs> <laughs> are, are you recording a podcast right now? We certainly are. <laughs> okay. You know what? Then, yes. The answer is double yes. Okay, that's my response. There you have it. From our Red Sox <laughs> expert, the Red Sox are going to be trading Mookie Betts this offseason, just like Papa John said. And we should probably wrap this up now because we're just calling random phone numbers. Um, so thank you for listening this week. I think we figured out a good um, formula. We'll be doing episodes every other week. I think that's a good way to do it. So um, catch us in The Thanksgiving episode. The, yep, we'll be giving thanks to... <laughs> Now Hopefully, that we, I don't know. Now that we have a camera, we can like have a set. True, we can for put Thanksgiving. We can put like a turkey right there. Yeah, like a live turkey in a cage. We can have a. <laughs> <laughs> Garrett can wrestle it Garrett to the ground. Garrett can wrestle a turkey, live. just like how uh, Andy wrestled. Uh, no, was it Andy? No, it was what's his name in Parks and Rec. Oh, um, yeah, Andy. And Andy when he wrestled the the possum, <laughs> Garrett can wrestle a turkey. All right, that's the episode. See you later. Thank you. Bye. Have a good one. <laughs>